It really just means you get to share your highest highs with your best friends because I think that's something that's been so incredibly special for, I hope I can speak for all of us in saying this, is we're so proud of what we've created with Maggie and all of these little moments throughout the year, whether it's getting a co- like a ton of submissions for eating disorder articles or seeing how many people are purchasing um, our second issue or seeing how many people are engaging in our content on social. Like each of those little wins is like shared between you and your best friends rather than just kind of enjoying it yourself. Yeah. Welcome back to the Well Now Wood podcast. I'm your host, Savannah. Today, I interview three special guests, the founders of Maggie. And Maggie is a woman-led publication sharing feminist arts and lit. They have articles that range from eating disorders and food insecurity to miscarriages to finding love after a sexual assault. And I found out about Maggie through my friend Olivia, who is a social creator with them. And I actually did a photo shoot with Olivia and Paige, one of the founders, which was really fun. And the founders of Maggie are all fresh out of university, and Maggie isn't even their full-time jobs. They all have their own separate lives. So it's really refreshing seeing young girls in the same boat, just trying to build a career, trying to build a business together. So in this episode, we talk about how they all met and founded Maggie in university, the realities of working with your best friends, how much their company has grown in the past year, and the ins and outs of publishing an article and printing a real-life magazine. And we talk about the future Maggie and where they see it going. I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm here with Lucy Quinlan, Paige Thompson, and Cameron McIntyre, the founders of Maggie Zine. Maggie is a Toronto-based woman-led publication sharing feminist arts and lit. Their goal is to create a community where people can engage in complex and curious discussions about how feminist issues impact everyone. And founded in October of 2019, Maggie's online presence reaches hundreds of readers each month. And I'm so excited to be chatting with these lovely ladies and I'm a huge fan of Maggie and best of all is that they're all recent grads and they're from Canada. So I guess we can start with everyone introducing themselves and their role at Maggie. So Paige, why don't you go first? Yeah, of course. Thanks for having us, by the way. We're really excited yeah. to talk about all things Maggie. But uh, my title is Arts Director. So essentially what that means is I'm just responsible for communicating with all the artists on board mostly photographers and illustrators right now, but always looking to branch out. Heavy focus on print for me. So I do a lot of the like layout design and communication during that stage. But other than that, honestly, just chatting with people about what they want to see and what they want to post, but the fun stuff. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Lucy, do you want to go next? Yeah. Um, So I'm the people director for Maggie. Um, So my main role is basically connecting Maggie with the people. So that's um, through social media, um, outreach to our stockists and any sponsors that we've worked with or partners and looking for opportunities for media coverage and working with influencers, which is something that's kind of been an exciting piece that we've just recently done for our second issue that we didn't get to do for our first. And also basically everything we do is so collaborative, like with each other. So I work with Paige um, in the arts 
side on all of our social content. And I work with Cameron um, for the online platform uh, for interviews a lot of the time. And also with our two social creators that we just hired this summer, which has been another really exciting um, kind of period of growth for us. That's awesome. Last but not least, Cameron. Uh, I'm the stories director for Maggie, which means that I lead all written content for Maggie's website and print issues. And that looks like different things each day, but it includes things like reading content submissions, editing articles, or working with our newest contributing editor, Kayla, to edit and develop pieces with writers. And same with Lucy, working with our social careers in different ways. For me, that usually looks like creating written content for our Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. So you guys all went to Queens, right? Right? So is that where you guys met or where's the story there? Two thirds of us did. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't. I uh, I knew both Paige and Lucy before they, they went away. I met them in Toronto in different ways. And uh, Paige, I've actually known since SK. We've gone to school together the whole the whole way through. And Lucy, I met at summer camp when we were really young. And uh, but I went to Ryerson. Connected Lucy and I. At okay. Queen. She kind of was like, I feel like you guys should be friends so that when I come to visit, we can all hang out at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So how did you guys get started? What, how did the idea Maggie come about? I think it was honestly just, we were looking for something after graduating to keep us busy and keep us creative and keep us together as many hours out of the week as possible. And this is what we came up with. I think we all offered very different things that kind of meshed well to create this publication. What did you guys study as well in uni? Like, was this project, Maggie, was it during university or was it right after? So for myself, I kind of did a few different things because I changed my major um, from health studies to film and media at Queen's. But in my third year at Queen's, I started working on um, a publication at Queen's called Muse Magazine. And that kind of sparked my personal interest kind of in editorial and um, magazines in general. But we didn't start Maggie until after school. Sorry, just to answer that part of your okay. question. Uh, and then Lucy introduced me to Muse and she did that in my fourth year. And honestly, I was part of like a, actually Cameron and I were in it together. We were in like a digital art program in high school. I hadn't really touched art since then. And then in fourth year, Lucy was like, um, you have these skills. We need some of these skills. Like, please come and work for the magazine. And that just kind of like re-sparked those interests. Yeah. So what were your thoughts, all of your thoughts, like after graduating, were you guys set on um, like doing a job? Did you have a job lined up or like the focus was kind of all on Maggie and developing that? I would say all different. We kind of have different answers. So um, I'll just speak for myself, but I, when I was graduating, I had a job lined up, um, which I'm still currently at. I'm working for a Toronto uh, based public relations agency called narrative. Um, so I knew that I was going to be doing that, but, um, you know, I have always liked to have my hands in as many pots as possible and, you know, get myself to be overwhelmed by having no time available. So that was kind of how I, um, saw myself doing Maggie in my free time and, uh, my job from nine to five. And then Cameron was still finishing school. Yeah, I, uh, I started my undergrad in media studies, um, which is where I started like really having a solid interest in writing, um, but ended up actually switching into nursing. And so that put me a year behind these guys in graduating. And so um, the Maggie's inception kind of landed during my last year of school. 
And for me, while, although I was pursuing and still pursuing a profession in health, I, I still really had that strong passion for writing and for the arts um, all the way through. And so for me, it was really something to kind of keep me going throughout the end of my undergrad and having like a creative side. And now that I, I am working as a, a public health nurse in Toronto, it still is like a, a, the creative side for me. I was in a totally different stream in uni too. So like Lucy kind of pulled me back into that area, but I was actually studying physical health and education um, with no real plans of pursuing it after. So I think it kind of came as like, an awesome surprise to be like reintroduced art in that way. But uh, right now I'm just doing freelance graphic design work and illustrations. And I'm actually studying digital art production at Ryerson. So I'm trying to like continue to pull parts of my life to like ideally work in an area like this for as long as I can. Wow. You guys are really busy. I honestly thought like your full-time job was just Maggie, but you guys have so much on your plates. Oh my gosh. So what was the, can you walk me through like the initial concept of Maggie? So why specifically woman-led publications? Cameron, do you want to, you're, you're smiling like you have something to say. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. So as Paige and Lucy were graduating university and I was going into my final year, we decided that we wanted a creative project And for us, that looked like all the pieces that we individually wanted to do. So I wanted to do writing and Paige wanted to do arts and Lucy wanted to do both those things, but also uh, photography and social media and community building. And so doing a a print zine, which is the first piece of what Maggie became, really was very natural for us and was the perfect product for the three of us to work on. And so that summer, I guess last summer... um, we started and it really, it really started out as just asking our friends to contribute. Um, and we didn't, we didn't have very many plans really for what it was going to be. And it, in my opinion, at least for the first time I knew that it was more than just us that were excited about it was at our first launch party for the first issue. It was great to have tons of support from our friends and family, but also mutual friends uh, were starting to get interested in it. People wanted to contribute that we hadn't known were interested. And at the same time, we had launched our online website as well. And so it just kind of snowballed from there. We started getting people we didn't know from across Canada and now other countries as well are contributing. And it's just kind of gone and gone from there. Yeah. And did you guys receive any funding for this or is this all coming out of your own pocket? Like, how are you, how did you first get them like money to print the magazines? So essentially in terms of finances from the get-go, kind of our first goal um, that we all like aligned on was all we wanted to do was break even. We wanted to make back our money. If we could get money to help fund it, that would be fantastic. But really, we were kind of saying that we think that this is something that we can do and we think it's something we can do well. And so we have basically been trying to be like as nifty as possible, finding how we can um, do what we want to do and create a great product that um, has strong, like high quality, but also doing it for a price that we can afford to pay just between the three of us. Um, So funding has definitely been like a piece that we've, I don't want to say struggled with, but we're learning and trying to continue to grow that piece because in, um, in, during our second issue, we started reaching out to advertisers to see if maybe we could get some funding that way. And when we were creating our second issue, that was in the midst of COVID. So reaching out to small businesses and asking them for money when we're still a relatively small um, publication is kind of a difficult thing. And so that's something that we're hoping to continue to build on for our third issue. But 
yeah, for us, it's really just been about making it back. I just wanted to pop in and to thank this week's sponsor, Nude Beverages. And I'm really excited about this sponsorship because I've always loved Nude. And especially when I was in university, it was my go-to drink. Um, They offer so many varieties of sodas. And best of all, they are sugar-free, sweetener-free, gluten-free. And my favorite is the raspberry vodka soda. So if you're of legal age in your country and province, I highly recommend checking them out. And you can find them at Nude beverages.com. Now back to the interview. Yeah. So congrats on the new release of evolving your second issue. And what's been kind of the main differences between your first one and the second issue, Um, not just content, but also like creating it and printing it, getting out online. What would you guys say are the main differences there? I think it's bigger and better in so many ways. We, the first one was honestly a lot of us being like, okay, who can we find to do this? Who can we find to do that? XYZ. And then this one was people reaching out to us being like, can I do this? Can I do that? So I think that was like overwhelming in the best way possible at the start, because we like had so many people working with us and that created something with double the contributors and double the pages, which like, I think we say over and over because we're so excited about it. Um, Print quality wise, we went to a perfect bind, which basically just means it has a spine instead of staples. I don't know if you guys want to touch on other areas we kind of grew. <laughs> I, I think the spine was really big for us. It not really only <laughs> we are nerdy about it and very excited about the quality yeah. increase, but also because after issue one, we really started looking at, you know, well, even way before issue one, but we've always looked at the other Toronto zines that exist and stores that stock them and um, what they're doing well and what we could do in our own way. And a big part of it is like that, what looks like a small quality bump of getting that spine means so much to like someone just picking it up and and taking it seriously. And that, that goes for readers, it goes for stores. Um, And so that kind of, that one decision we made and we knew would happen in issue two I think went went a long way for seeing how far we could stretch issue two for trying new things and like going there for us. <laughs> I also think something that I felt is like very different in um, kind of putting out the second issue that's been really, really exciting is the first time around, even though like Cameron said earlier, when we realized how big it was, was kind of seeing all these people coming to support us at our launch. I think up until then, we knew that our followers were our friends and family um, and maybe a few mutual friends kind of here and there, um, which was so wonderful because we had so much support from all of those people. But something that's been kind of wild to see this time around is all of these people sharing photos of their zine that they've got in the mail and they're people that we don't know or they're people from the UK that we don't know and um, we've actually just grown our community on like Instagram and online like quite substantially in the last like six months honestly so I think that that's been really exciting to see just knowing that we're reaching more people as well as um, having more people contribute. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So if someone's picking up Maggie, they have no idea what it is, what should they expect when they first open up the the magazine? I think one thing that we've wanted right from the start and that may set us apart from other publications is that we really do equally value the stories and the art content. And so they're almost evenly distributed within the second zine. We had a ton of new incredible artists and illustrators as well as new writers, um, create for the issue. And I think that's something in everything we do, we try and make equal and try and really strengthen both teams. And for magazines that are often very word heavy and like article focused and article driven, 
I think that's something that continues to set us apart and something we we want to continue to evolve as we keep going. Yeah, that's awesome. So how big is the team now? Because you said you've got a few social creators. So how many people are helping um, create Maggie? Uh, in addition to us three, we have three other awesome people in the Maggie team. So we have two social creators and we have one um, contributing editor. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So you guys have the print and then the online. So how often are you updating the like online um, articles? So uh, after issue one, we didn't really know what our capacity was. And so we started with one uh, article online per month and that really quickly transitioned to one per week. And for this entire summer, it's been more, it's been just over more than that. We do almost two articles a week now online, um, which is why Kayla, our new contributing editor is my new favorite person. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so we have, we have consistent uh, online content throughout the year. And then um, a huge piece of the passion for us is spending like a, more than half of the year each year uh, creating our print zine. Okay. Yeah. And how do you guys come up with the ideas each week? Is it the contributors coming up with their ideas or you're like this week, I want to do a piece on relationships, for example, and then you get people to come in. So what's kind of like the, the process there for you guys? Yeah. It started as a uh, accepting any articles that aligned with our broad mission statement, which was to share stories that were women focused or women uh, authored. And um, so at first it was kind of any topic at any time. And and it still really is at the end of the day. Um, But just more recently, we've started um, providing uh, contributor call outs that are, that are themed. So um, we, I'm trying to think of the first one we did. I actually don't. Education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We started um, with education in September as like a a back to school and also um, focus on how education specifically for girls is being impacted worldwide uh, during the pandemic. Um, And we've been going from there. So actually right now we're on the second day of the week for um, Mental Illness Awareness Week. And Maggie as a group, we all decided that we were going to focus specifically on eating disorders and uh, so we posted a call out for that and got the most submissions we've ever got for a call out or like week in which we've gotten submissions before. And so we're focusing on those not only this week, but next week as well to really do them justice and share um, diverse stories on the topic. And then the next one we're going to do, which we're excited about, is specifically about um, dating during COVID. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I yeah, love the community excited. that you guys are that you guys are building, that you're allowing um, like your, your readers and to, to write in their own thing. So that's, that's incredible. I was wondering, working with friends, working with best friends, how has that been? Because that can be tricky. And I, I remember I was in business school and they always said, never get into business with your friends because it can be, it can be tricky. So what are your thoughts around that? Honestly, it's, I think that this is something that I feel like I've heard other people that are in business with friends or family say too, but even if they're like, it's not always easy for sure. But most of the time, it really just means you get to share your highest highs with your best friends. Because I think that's something that's been so incredibly special for, I hope I can speak for all of us in saying this is we're so proud of what we've created with Maggie and all of these little moments throughout the year, whether it's getting like like a ton of submissions for eating disorder articles or seeing how many people are purchasing um, our second issue or seeing how many people are engaging in our content on social. Like each of those little wins is like shared between you and your best friends rather than just kind of enjoying it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think like one point Lucy's made recently is she's like, we need to have like Maggie time and friend time. And I think especially with me being out West, like it's been like probably one of the trickier parts is just like making sure that not everything we talk about is Maggie, which is like a joke we've made so many times. We're like, what did we talk about (laughs) before this scene? But even, I guess one example was Cameron's birthday just passed. And like that day we literally did Maggie for like, what was it? Eight hours. And then we're like, okay, like put Maggie away, Cameron's birthday time. And it was just like, (laughs) we tried to like, but even when we're sitting there, like you're blowing out your candles, we're still like, um, okay, what article's going up? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I also think that for all of us, like at the end of the day, our friendship comes first always. And I think that that's something that's been, um, helpful during times where like, we're really stressed. Like I can only speak for myself, but my job has not always been it's been a lot of fun, but it's also been stressful at times and trying to balance doing Maggie on the side. Sometimes I'm so overwhelmed and I just like, don't feel like I have time. And in situations like that, Cameron and Paige are never going to be like, fuck you. You didn't do it. You, you didn't get up the social posts. Like they're supporting me as a friend first. And so I think that that's definitely something that's helped us kind of balance it. And I think it's worked in a positive way, even what Lucy building on what Lucy's saying in a way that we don't do consciously but it's allowed us to grow in a in a very sustainable way so far because as as we've said we all do this very part-time um uh because we have other things going on but um making sure because we all know each other so well making sure that we're always all good with what's going on and we're not taking on too much we're not moving too quickly has has allowed us to grow sustain sustainably um (laughs) And I think that's really been working for us so far. No, yeah, you guys are doing really great for trying to balance that. And have you guys faced any like major arguments or roadblockers? And how did you guys deal with it? Nothing pops into my head, honestly. I was going to say, I don't think we've ever had like any arguments. I think that's something that like, again, this is just me, but something that is interesting and kind of great that it's like the three of us is that whenever we have a difference of opinion on again, like this isn't an argument, but whenever we have a difference of opinion on colors or fonts or something like that, we kind of are able to say, okay, like let's vote. And uh, I think that that's a really great thing so that we can just settle that and move on. And I think what we would do if there was a fourth. (laughs) (laughs) then It would be uneven. Yeah. (laughs) We'd have to toss a coin or something, but I think that, uh, I think that in doing that, it's kind of allowed us to all, feel really confident in like having our own opinions and knowing that we can disagree on some things, but still move forward and create great work. It's almost like a positive way of like challenging each other. Like I think honestly, I guess if you do think about it that way, we like challenge each other or disagree on things like a lot, but it comes down to like fonts and colors. Like we can definitely work it out. And I guess like having three creative people working together, you're going to have like endless ideas like coming out, but Honestly, no, no arguments, nothing that's like (laughs) caused any problems, which is like, we're so lucky. And like, obviously we all get along pretty well as we're all very, very, very close friends, but also um, the way we've built Maggie has really made a place for each of us that's unique within our business. And so we like on top of maybe having difference of opinion, sometimes we really respect the expertise that each of us bring to the table and so at at the end of the day like yeah we'll we'll discuss whatever is going on but we usually know when to trust each other too 
No, yeah, no, that's great. Um, and where do you see the future of of Maggie? Like the third print, are you hoping to continue doing in print, or do you want it to make it all digital? Or what are your guys' goals? I know one of my like favorite parts is like when we finally get to hold our little print baby, but it is like it is a hard area to keep up with right now. Like I know you hear over and over that print is dead and we're trying to like prove that that's not the case. I know Lucy's Mm -hmm. shaking her head, but I think for right now it's going to stay a component of Maggie, but obviously we're going to continue to like branch out and kind of add new areas to Maggie. It's not just going to be print and online. Like who knows what we can kind of bring in or expand to. Yeah, and I was wondering, what are your favorite articles so far that you guys have either written, curated, or someone else has brought on to the team? Are you going to show me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm cheating, but I just wanted to look. Favorite is really hard. I honestly, like, love the interviews that we've posted, too. I think they've just been, like, stuff that you don't necessarily see. I know in, like, issue two, Lucy actually interviewed Brianna Roy, um, who's a photographer in Toronto. Lucy could give you way more details about her, but it was just like very cool getting her perspective on like shooting as a female and just like kind of getting to see her art and her words like collide in the article. I think that's kind of what stood out to me, but it's more of the arts director perspective, I guess. I've been really excited with how the stories we published have kind of been shifting and changing since we started. Um, when we when we first launched Maggie, a lot of them were very personal stories. They were like first person essays about certain topics, and a lot of them still are. But even uh, especially in the last month or two, we've had more and more uh, politically engaged stories and more like nonfiction mixed with personal essay pieces that have been coming out, whether they're on um, one of our writers, contributing writers, Furkan Mohammed is incredible. And she wrote a really, really good piece on cancel culture, which is up online. She's a print contributor as well. But we've also had writers writing about, like I mentioned earlier, girls' education during COVID, um, the impact on COVID to TIFF this year and how women in film are being impacted And along with personal stories, like we're saying, we're sharing tons of those this week um, about eating disorders. But I think that that mix um, has been really exciting recently. So it's an answer without really picking one or two. But I've been (laughs) I've been really excited about um, kind of breaking into different kinds of stories that we're that we're publishing now. Yeah. And just to kind of piggyback on what Cameron just said, I completely agree. It's so impossible to pick a favorite story because every like story and every piece of art is so unique in its own way. Um, but something that has been really, really exciting too, with like we touched on earlier, kind of getting to um, curate the content in terms of like topics we want to talk about and put out call outs to then get different people's perspective on perspectives on things that we find engaging has been really, really special because kind of since the get-go with starting Maggie, we've always said that like, we know nothing and we want to bring in other voices to share their stories and their perspective on the world. So I think that getting to kind of think through different um, topics that we want to talk about, but don't, don't know everything about has been really great. Yeah, no, that's great. And I just have a last question. What has been the biggest challenge? You guys might have your own different challenges, but what's been the biggest challenge for you guys with Maggie? <laughs> One we've said a couple times and like Lucy kind of just touched on it in the last question is that we don't know everything. And it's mm-hmm. like, we're only three people with three opinions, three perspectives. Like 
it's been branching out and getting as many people as possible to kind of tell their stories. So I think even when like building issues, it's like, what does everyone else want to hear? Like, not what do we want to see, but I think that's been kind of one, not even necessarily like a good challenge. Like it's been like an awesome thing to have to work through. It's like a very like effective way of thinking almost just because like it kind of forces you to like look outside your personal bubble. But Mm -hmm. that's been one thing we've like really tried to strive for in our issues and online articles. I was going to jump into back into that personal bubble pages mentioning, but I think um, one of the, one of the challenges that's ongoing uh, kind of since the start has been um, because we all do this part-time and because we're all doing very different things now in different places as well. It's always a matter of checking in with each other to see what do we want to do with Maggie today? What do we want to do with it in a few months? And how does that work for everyone? And we might have to check in on that plan next week because it could change. Um, so I think that's been a challenge, but also like an extremely fun piece of it that is always changing. And we're always trying to integrate how, how to best work for us and for our community. I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I love Maggie and I'm really excited to see the articles come out, um, especially this week about mental health or is that next week? Um, Cause I recently published an episode on my own about my own eating disorder story. So I'm really excited to see what you guys come up with, but if you want to like plug everyone and let them know where they can find Maggie, where they can follow you guys. Yeah, you can. <laughs> um, so you can find us on Instagram at Maggie Zine, and it's Zine with two E's. So that's M A G G I E Z I N E E. And then you can find us online at www.magazine.com. And then you can also find us in a few um, local Toronto stores, both online and um, in store. And those are on our website as well. And I think that's kind of where you can find us. And that was Paige, Lucy, and Cameron, the founders of Maggie. And if you're new to my podcast and you might have heard of it from Maggie or maybe you went to school with the founders, um, well, welcome. And if you want to learn more about my podcast, check out my Instagram at wellnowwoodpodcast to see what other guests I've had. And thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.